The information provided in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be considered as personal advice. Always consult with a qualified professional or expert in the relevant field for personalized advice tailored to your specific situation. If you've got four different buckets of water and we grab the water and we pour it into the one bucket, what do you think is going to happen? It'll eventually start to (laughs) overflow. But then if you obviously spread that water amongst all the buckets, then everything's going to rise together. You're not going to have any overflow. You're not going to lose any of the water there. And I use that analogy all the time with my clients with their finances. That's why it's very, very important when we're talking about finance that we sit down and you obviously make sure everything is well spread and well diversified. Hello, my name is uh, Tamara and I am the practice manager at Riker Capital and welcome to another episode of The Wealth Guide, of course, sponsored by Riker Capital. I'm on the sofa today with our senior advisor, Dean. Um, What we're doing is we're going to really drill into uh, a particular client case study and really talk about kind of what you did, what what they came to you wanting, Dean, uh, what you were able to achieve with the client, a little bit of of the how involved in that. Just want to start off this podcast again with recognizing that a lot of people don't know exactly what you do, what financial advisors do. And a lot of people have that misconception that they have to have pots of money, at least $200,000 or more for you to invest for them before you can add any value. So let's drill into this case study so people can really understand that that actually isn't the scenarios or that's not the type of clients that you see and what what work you do. So I'm going to paint the picture a little bit and you can dive in and tell me what you did with these clients. So we've got a a young, relatively young couple. They've got a young, young family. So uh, I think two or three children, uh, you said, or maybe even more, I think at least three children. Look, they are at a point in their careers where they're both making pretty good money. So we've got pretty high income. They do not have pots of money, though. They have a fairly significant mortgage. They were really keen, as I understand, on, look, at we're earning more money. We're paying more tax. Can we do something about the tax that we're paying? And I think they also really wanted to make sure that they were set up to potentially build a property portfolio, at least get into an investment property in the near future. So that's a scenario. I think that is uh, quite a few clients in Australia. Can you tell us a little bit about how you approached it and what what you unpacked and did for them, Dean? Yeah, sure. So um, with uh, with this couple here, um, they initially came to me because uh, one of the major factors or one of the things that they really wanted to do was obviously uh, manage their taxes more effectively. Everyone at the end of the day, we we all uh, we all pay our taxes and we're all that type of stuff. But um, they were looking at doing things and structuring their, their their stuff a little bit more effectively so that they can do it in the most tax effective manner, mm-hmm. um, and hence why they were looking at potentially buying and going down the avenue of an investment property. So they currently did have a lot of cash surplus. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't uh, massive amounts of money, um, but they did actually have a, a decent cash surplus. Um, so something to work with. How correct. do you work with it the best? Correct. In the best way. Correct, yep. correct. Um, and look, one of the analogies that I always say to my clients, um, when you're looking at doing anything, I think I use something called a bucket strategy. Mm-hmm. And um, what the bucket strategy is, is that, um, and I, and I always ask this question to them just to get them thinking where I say to them, look, if you've got four different buckets of water and we grab the water and we pour it into the one bucket, what do you think is going to happen? I'll ask you the question tomorrow. What do you think will happen? Uh, well, I mean, if all my water goes into one bucket, then I need to, first of all, it's really, really heavy and I've got everything in one basket. So I've just 
taken one approach. Correct. Is that it? Correct. And it'll eventually start to overflow. <laughs> it'll overflow. Correct. I was going to say it'll burst or overflow. <laughs> it'll, okay. it'll, it'll overflow. But then if you obviously spread that water amongst all the buckets, then everything's going to rise together. You're not going to have any overflow. You're not going to lose any of the water there, right? Um, and I use that analogy all the time with my clients with their finances. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's very, very important when, we look, when we're talking about finance that we sit down and, and you obviously make sure everything is well spread and, and well developed. Now, with these clients here, they had a lot of cash surplus. Um, funny enough, they were putting a lot of their money in a savings account, not mm-hmm. anything directly towards the mortgage where people are under the conception that, well, look, well, if I put money in the bank, well, the bank's going to give me a bit of interest, mm, right? Okay. And then I can invest that interest and use that to pay the mortgage. But what people forget to think is that, well, the bank's only giving me 4% and I've got to pay tax on that. Whereas if I put it onto the mortgage, I'm paying over 6%. Now we are, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And who knows, next month it could be 6.5%. We right. don't know with, with the way so rates are going. So they're effectively going backwards but, with that strategy. Correct, correct. Yeah. They're, they're effectively going backwards with that strategy. So I was able to manage it in a way for them and structure it in a way that obviously putting things onto the offset account so they can really start saving that money. Um, and then also just adding a bit of extra money in there. Um, and that allowed them to really, really make some room with that with that mortgage. And especially in this day and age and, and the way things are and the property market is, their mortgage was around about $1.3 million. So are you saying you had them put their savings in an offset account, but also extra repayments on the mortgage? Correct. So part of their surplus cash flow went to extra mortgage payments. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then you were talking about, so tax deductibility. So if they did that, I think when you said the amount and because they had some surplus, you actually over time with those extra repayments, when you modeled it out, I was really amazed. I think you, that saved them over 300, I think it was closer to $350,000 of interest payments, which is dead money that, that they would have made. So that was very significant. How about the tax savings? Did you, was it the salary sacrifice again? How did that Go yeah, so we, we utilized them um, once again. Uh, we utilize a bit of a salary sacrifice strategy as well. Mm-hmm. So it is once again it, their main goal, and it is very, very important for them to obviously continue to pay down the debt. But then also in the background to help manage their taxes more effectively, mm-hmm. we then utilize a salary sacrifice strategy. Um, what we actually did as well is given that they have a very young family that had a considerable amount of money in debt, mm-hmm. um, they wanted a protection strategy. So that if anything did happen to either one of them, then their property safe, their kids are safe, they're still going to have a roof over their head, they're still going to be food on the table for the family. So we structured the protection strategy. And when we did that protection strategy for them as well, we were able to do it in a tax effective manner as well. So we structured it with Inside Super um, and then we made uh, contributions to super to help subsidize part of the cost so they had the best of both worlds where Mm -hmm. they were getting the protection they wanted and they needed just to protect the family Mm -hmm. but then also as well they were able to get a little bit of money back from uh, good old Anthony Albanese coming tax time so well that sounds good so I'm going to read some of these numbers because they're actually astounding it looks like to me so just over Yes. Um, so as I said, so interest savings that they didn't end up having to pay will, will not end up paying 
into the bank of the lending institution, $350,000 worth of savings there. When you did this super strategy with a salary sacrifice, that modeled out to a, a, a better outcome of about $200,000. So an increase of that amount over time as well. And it looked like the tax savings per annum was just under $1,500 a mm. year mm. if they continue going that way as well. And you also decreased their super fees. So you must have made some adjustments in your recommendations with as far as the superannuation product and investment structures. That was actually $900 a year as well. Mm. So when you add all of that up, it's, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. And so again, really driving into, I guess, drilling into the point of if people have cash flow, they're earning good money. Really, when you're looking at working with them, you're adding value with these multiple tweaks of extra, you know, repayments, potentially some salary sacrifice, having the right products and investments to pay fewer fees. That's your initial benefit. Hmm. But then if you model out what that does for you in the future, it can be quite significant over the years as well. It does. And then also with them as well, they, 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 one of their goals and objectives was to obviously look at buying and building an investment property portfolio a little bit more than what they have. So this type of strategy gives them and, and it sets them on the right path to be able to do that. As they continue to pay down the debt, they'll continue to build up some equity. Um, and then I can obviously utilize that when they're coming to buy okay. something else. So increasing so. your equity buildup quicker so you can actually use that and you're leveraging into that investment Correct. property. Correct. So that gives you that goal as well. And then obviously that adds to that wealth creation and passive income creation as well. Correct. Thank you very much. That was crystal clear. So if you've got some cash flow, maybe see uh, Dean, look at making sure you are putting them in the right buckets. What can putting your money into different buckets actually achieve for you? Model it out and pick the one that actually is going to optimize your situation. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. <laughs>